The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome Welcome, to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be be brave, and be fearless, let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome, Thomas Bauer, partner at McKinsey Consulting Company. Welcome, Thomas. Welcome, Sima. Thank Hi. you for stopping before getting on your flight to Germany. Thank, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yes, I have a, a few hours left, but I'm <laughs> glad that I made it to the conference this time again. Yes, I know. Last year you were here as well at the Attribution Accelerator and back yeah. again. Yeah. How did you find the conference so far? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I think it, it's always engaging. I like to see the community coming together and spending like quality time on on this you know fascinating topic of attribution. And I like that there's a lot of movement, and you literally see year by year how you know how the the, the, the scene is evolving, uh, evolving, and the the answers are also getting better. Like today, I had the pleasure to moderate this session on brand attribution. I mean, last year there wasn't even a session right. on brand attribution. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, we, we, we are, things are progressing, the, things are progressing yeah. and the, the way marketing attribution is, 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 uh, uh, is looked at is becoming even more comprehensive. That's yeah? great. And less niche. And when you say comprehensive, meaning that the entire, it, it's being widely I, I, I mean, that's one, one way to look uh-huh. at it. But when I say comprehensive, it's also about, you know, looking at the entire economic value created by marketing and making okay. sure that analytically you pay attention to that. And you know, for instance, when we talk about brand ROI and brand right. contributions, it's one thing to have a very strong contribution and a solid view on on the short-term effects because sure. obviously you can mathematically also do uh, you know quite a few things wrong on short term but it's it, it's yet another and more important thing to aim for capturing the long-term effect mm-hmm. of marketing properly and uh, yeah and I, I, I like the conversation uh, yeah. about brand attribution today and then and then obviously you, we also saw that there are still very many different approaches out there and you know we, we see some convergence towards more granular models towards people-based models more attention to data stitching and and and, and making sure that's all based on robust data situation but but uh, yeah it's uh, we're moving how do brands deal with the short-term versus long-term investment as it relates to marketing and roi measuring the roi of marketing dollars because it it feels like you know Everybody's living for the quarter, right? Yeah, look, like the, the, the like just was it two three weeks ago? I was in Singapore, sitting with the CMO of a telecoms company, sure, and uh, discussing their you know next year's budget. And and I said, look, budgeting is typically very often still, unfortunately, a matter of looking at last year's budget plus minus. No? That's right. And and what she said is that well, that we would be in a great spot if that would be the case, because in our case, it's only last year minus. <laughs> and it's always, you know, it's always a short term focus. Mm-hmm. It's always super hard to defend the case to invest more just because of there is a lack of ROI measurement and also a credibility mm-hmm. of existing ROI measurement. If yeah. there is not to really make the case that marketing is a true pillar of growth, marketing right. communication, 
pillar of growth. And so, yeah, I, I would fully subscribe to this challenge. There, there is more and more short-termism. And this is why it's so important to really to have the best analytical weapons to, yeah. to support to those support discussions. And, I'm, and, and, and the thing is, it's, it's never only the analytics that do the job. Mm -hmm. But without analytics, it's, it's a tough business for a senior marketing executive, you know. When, when, when you want to defend your case against CFO and CEO. Sure, and they're measured on the short term as exactly. well. So. Exactly, um, exactly. I want to step back uh, for a moment. I would love for you just to share what you focus on at McKinsey. I don't think I gave you that opportunity as well. Yeah, look, I think the, the group I'm leading is called Marketing Performance. Okay. Yeah? So not performance marketing, but marketing <laughs> performance. And it's really about introducing more of an investor's mindset in the marketing function. And, you know, my, my, my programs that we're aiming at, we want to help our clients is, you know, take the entire marketing budget and just make it work harder for the favorable brand or... or or also volume, revenue, profit. So it's, it's topics like we mentioned, mm -hmm. budget sizing, it's obviously also ROI measurement and optimization. It's also helping our clients rebuild their agency and partner ecosystem, their MarTech stack, or you know, moving their procurement functions in an, in an area where more and more you know, marketing procurement is being like automated and, mm -hmm. uh, and programmatic. And it's obviously also has a brand component and a, and a content and creative element. So, and as you already see from how I describe this, you know, no single person or function in a strategy consulting firm can have the deep expertise on on all those individual granular areas of expertise right. that are on top of that even very fast evolving. So we're obviously also more and more partnering and that's what our clients also expect from us, that we, we have a strong opinion on who are great partners to, to work with in this space right. and whom they should work with in the analytics space, but also in the agency space. Sure. What's going on in the, the consumer side of things? There's a lot of change going on in terms of technology and consumers' attention span. What are you seeing in terms of brands trying to maintain relevance, stay competitive? What's your perspective? Yeah, consumer expectations are, have been just dramatically like increasing. Yeah? And, yeah. and there's not a lot of patience with uh, brands that are just not relevant in what they do. So brands really need to and do step up in terms of the personalized experience mm -hmm. also in marketing communication that they generate so right message right time right moment right channel and that's obviously not so easy mm -hmm. right so we're a transition where you still have like tons of media in your portfolio where you can't be that granular that personalized mm -hmm. and obviously you also have that quote-unquote like direct or always on media where that's right. easier but then again you know it's uh, also not necessarily easy to align right. your, your, your big bang campaigns with your always on communication but but that's the expectation of consumers because some brands do that in an excellent way mm -hmm. and, and that's that's what manages expectations and consumers are very quickly in adapting their ex mm -hmm. expectations yeah? so look at what happens to you when you use an app like uber then yeah. you have a certain expectation of, of what you expect from other brands right. and it's not so different in in marketing communication right yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's interesting I think there's so much to talk about technology and how it's impacting our attention spans and society and everything else. But in this case, it really does feel like consumers are demanding better service. They are. Right? They are. They are. And, and they have more choices. And they have more choices, yeah. And and, you, and, and brand just need to... That's not, a, that's not a matter of this is something you can do to differentiate. Right. That was five years ago. Right, yeah? <laughs> right now, you, you, you just really need to step up and change the way you do marketing to and marketing communications in particular mm -hmm. we're talking about here to to just be on par mm. 
What was five years ago? I'm sorry, I missed that part. Like five years ago, it was an opportunity to differentiate and to stick out if you do this better than others. Right. Like right now, it's table uh, state because, you know, if, as soon as, you know, some companies are really, you know, impressed with what they're doing, right. and creative, creating great brand experiences, mm -hmm. then, then this immediately raises the bar and the expectations. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. What do you think? And by the way, the same is true for, for also the, the ROI and the, the way budget is uh, managed. Yeah? Okay. So you immediately get into a competitive disadvantage if you, if you don't apply latest uh, ROI methods and ways of budget steering. Yeah? Yeah. So imagine you have a multi-billion dollar spend of large brands. If right. that's not spent wisely, you immediately see that in your margin. And, that's true. You know, yeah. Bottom line, but also in your growth. Yeah. When you look at the brands that are out there that have been successful, are there common attributes in terms of their culture, the leadership? Are, are you seeing common themes around that? There is a there is a, a, a change in mindset in the in the marketing departments, mm -hmm. right? So a bit from what I I think that's even what I talked about last year, yeah. the distribution accelerator, more from a bit from madman to mathman, so an right. appreciation of the measurability of of the marketing impact. Mm -hmm. There is also quite a quite a passion for detail and efficiency. So many, many brands went through quite tedious exercises of what they called zero-based budgeting yes. or, you know, level, you know, really... Defend every number. Really defend every yes. number. And I mean, that's not the most exciting project you, 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 yes. you know, for a marketing department, but at the end it frees up a lot of money that you can also mm -hmm. reinvest. And if you then have, as you asked for, you know, what are best practices, if you then more and more move to a an agile way of working where you create a large number of ideas you test quickly to reinvest this money mm -hmm. then you have good opportunities to really to really make a difference and it's, it's really a bit the as we call it it's the fund the growth and fuel the growth right on fund the growth you really need to be very detailed and tedious to op optimize in every single instrument so what's non-priority what's priority what where, where do you really see like marginal impact and really don't see marginal impact and then you know radically and drastically mm -hmm. cut yeah? and then you know spend the money again but in a more in a more agile way where you you know you're, you're ready to also mm -hmm. fail fast mm -hmm. yeah and on, only scale what works yeah and this is actually because you asked before what we were also doing it yes at McKinsey our the way we work with marketing departments are almost only in today in, in agile ways yeah so okay. set up agile teams you know force our clients to move into cross-functional teams co-located or not together with the agency partners bring in new agency partners and make sure that you know this transition into these new ways of working is is working. You're bringing yeah. everybody along. Exactly. Everybody's and, part yeah. of it. Yeah, that's and that's great. what I, what I, what I, what our clients love. And obviously, this is easier in let's say a digital business building situation mm -hmm. where you build a new business from scratch, yes. including the marketing function. And that's not so easy <laughs> if it's like a quote unquote brownfield approach right. and a large marketing corporate business with like existing partners. Yeah. But but also there. This, the need for change is there mm -hmm. and, and it makes all the difference. Maybe we're not talking about the same radical level of agility, mm -hmm. but some core elements uh, are still there in mm -hmm. terms of cross-functionality, in terms of dedicating uh, you know, decision power and like speed of learning and measurement and rigor. How do you, how do you measure agility? How do you, how do you say, okay, we're moving in a, we're, we're agile now right now? Like, how, how do you, what are the actions? Well, when one of, one of, I think one of the most important elements of that is just speed of decision-taking. That's fair, yeah. yeah. And, and, and not only taking the decision, but like do executing things and then measuring again, and then seeing what comes out and then revising decisions mm -hmm. and, you know, implementing a culture where you have, you know, you, there's no fear to fail, yeah. but it's actually a... 
it's a good thing to at least fail fast and then learn fast and then scale what works. If right. you have a long backlog of ideas and granular analytics that also, you know, fuel you with ideas on what to do and what to try, then you can afford to fail quite often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as you succeed so even more often. Yeah. Mindset, right? And it's what, what many of, of large corporations just don't have because people didn't grow up in an environment where you can really fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you don't fail. You try something and then it's good and then you Declare victory as long as possible. Huh? <laughs> it's good enough. What do you see the future? What's the future hold in terms of marketing? And, and is everybody going to be agile and not fearful of failing? Or what do you see happening? Well, agility is for me a core part of the future. In in you know, as I said, yeah. in we will to be seen. You know, what are the ways of mm -hmm. you know, agility? And I think there is no one way to do it. But there are some, as we said, some core principles. But that's in in in, in operating marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. I think that's core. It's rigorous ROI analytics on a very granular level, and if you ask me on a personal level, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think we're moving more and more away from aggregate models. We're also moving more and more away just from cookie level models, but mm -hmm. really stitching together data on a personal level. And I think companies already do pay more and more attention on on getting the data situation right. Yeah. Okay. So talking about analytics is one thing, but owning what's typically called today like a customer data platform, the people on a customer level stitched together. Mm -hmm. And, and made available for analytics. And I'm not just talking about like CRM 2.0, right. but also like media data sets from various okay. online sources or lo location-based data, pulling that all together mm -hmm. and making that available for like media ROI analytics, but also, you know, they can also inform, like, you know, how you shape your customer experience, your product, your sales processes and everything. Yeah, I think that's a core capability that we motivate our clients to build yeah. yeah and it's you know everyone can use the same math kind of in terms of in terms of analytics sure. or your ROI analytics but data can be a true differentiator mm -hmm. no? and it's what you do with it yeah the decisions that drive yeah. that so it's this mixture of having the right data having smart analytics but having an agile way of both you know analyzing the data coming up with like a list of ideas on to test and, and then really speed up testing and learning it's, it's really about speed of test and learning yeah it's interesting. I think many years ago, marketing was challenged because the tech piece was blending into marketing, right? Mm -hmm. The technology skills had to come in. And now it feels, it, now it seems that marketing also has to encompass another level of skill. Absolutely. Right? And a while ago, you would have said, you know, all those data and tech pieces, they should sit with IT. That's right. But that's not necessarily the case. Sure. And especially not when it comes to customer data, they mm -hmm. should really sit with marketing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, Thomas. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, and Sima, look and uh, looking forward to keeping in touch yes. and maybe see you next time around. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.